Welcome to this week's podcast, Building Blocks of the Indian Economy. I'm your host, Amar Meni. So far, we have taken a look at two major sources of energy, coal and oil. This week, we examine gas. You may have heard or read of the Government of India's stated aim of turning the country into a gas-based economy. This goal has been a long-standing one. The Government of India's targets tend to be aspirational and usually miss the stated target, but they do not usually go backwards away from the target. Alas, during the 2010s, the share of gas in India's energy mix actually went down from about 10% to 6%. The global average is about 25%. But the current union minister is not discouraged and wants to get us moving back in the right direction, towards the target, rather than away from it. So that brings us to the question, why gas? What is so desirable about gas that we would want to increase its share in our energy mix, particularly when we do not have vast domestic reserves? Well, there are a few good reasons and a few good obstacles standing in the way. One reason is that gas, although a fossil fuel, is considered less evil than coal. It typically produces about half the emissions that coal does. There is also the prospect of alleviating dependence on imported crude oil. We are importing about 4 million barrels a day. And whilst we would just be shifting some segment of that demand to imported gas, there are benefits to diversification, particularly in terms of energy security. There is also the prospect of expanding the use of gas as a cooking fuel. Although many of us are familiar with the sight of the gas cylinder in our kitchens, only a tiny fraction of the Indian population, about 3%, have such access. We are starting from a very low base, so the potential to spread gas to smaller towns and villages is vast, bringing a cleaner fuel to many who use traditional smoky means of cooking their meals. Just as crude oil is processed into different types of petrol, so gas comes in different forms. There is PNG, which is pipeline natural gas, and comes mainly from domestic sources. Liquefied natural gas, or LNG, is imported. CNG, or compressed natural gas, is bottled and sold at filling stations for transport, mainly to auto rickshaws and other types of public transport. Now we have to look at who the consumers of various types of gas are. Gas can be used as energy for the production of petrochemicals, but more importantly, fertilizers. It could also power small and medium-sized light industry, as long as they are connected to a gas grid. Refineries, fertilizer plants, steel plants. Just like we can have coal-fired power plants, we can also have gas-fired power plants. But these have not really taken off in India, given the abundance of coal and limited domestic production of gas, where very little of our electricity will be produced from gas in the coming years. But it could power captive electricity generation, that is, industrial units that want to supply their own electricity at the factory level. Of course, there is the potential for city-based gas distribution, that is, piped gas and CNG distribution for transport. 
but this is only a reality in half of India's states. There has been a big infrastructure push, and if it gets built, upwards of 70% of the population would have access to gas, rather than the 3% right now. The Public Sector Gas Authority of India Limited, Gale, is behind this push to take gas eastward across the country. The focus of India's recent gas exploration and development policies has been the Krishna Godavari Basin on the country's east coast. But production has been lackluster with limited new discoveries. This largely accounts for that decline in gas in India's energy mix during the 2010s. The story has been somewhat similar to oil exploration. The two come under the same exploration policy framework. There have been efforts to simplify that framework in recent years, but it has made little difference, with relatively few foreign players expressing interest and most bidding rounds won by government companies. That has left exploration in public sector hands, and it has produced public sector results. Slow and steady has been the way, the discovery and exploration of gas fields happening at a snail's pace, whilst the need for gas zooms ahead like a bullet train. Now with stagnant domestic production and the aim to turn India into a gas-based economy, that can only mean one thing, greater reliance on imports. When we were consuming lower amounts of gas, a larger share could be met from our limited domestic reserves. But as we consume more, we are going to have to look abroad for available supply. Just as Russia was supplying Europe, particularly Germany, through its Nord Stream pipeline, there was some talk of a similar pipeline coming from Iran to India in the previous decade. It never happened, of course, but Iranian officials still talk of it, possibly being routed from Iran to the Gulf and on to Porbandar on the Gujarat coast. Burma, or Myanmar's gas, goes to China. As it stands, most of our gas imports are coming from Qatar, but we also take in imports from the United Arab Emirates and Oman, as well as African countries like Nigeria and Angola, besides Australia and the United States. We currently import about half our gas requirements, and that is expected to grow to 60% in 2040. But that figure is dependent on expanded domestic production, which may or may not come on board. Imports could well reach 70 or 80% of our gas supply, just like oil. If we look across Asia, we see very different approaches to the idea of economic development. Generally, our neighbors to the east have taken the approach of build it and they will come. Whereas, since independence, governments in India largely took the opposite approach. Let them come, and then we will think about building it. This brings us to the issue of infrastructure, in this case the thing which can link supply and demand. Without infrastructure, terminals, pipelines, and distribution grids, supply cannot reach the consumer. And because of the lack of infrastructure, consumers have been largely content with substitutes for gas, the alternatives to gas. For example, in the 2000s, there were no new approvals for LNG import terminals, 
and it took terminals at Kochi and Dabol 14 years to become operational. That was about 10 years ago, and today they run under capacity in terms of the pipeline infrastructure to convey the gas to consumers. Investors have been reluctant, worried about the lack of demand. Perhaps rightly so. Let's see why. If we assume that adequate infrastructure will be built in the coming decade, the question is, who will demand all that gas? Well, at the moment, more than half of gas demand comes from electricity plants and fertilizer producers. But both are price sensitive and anything above the $5 per BTU or British thermal unit makes gas economically unviable for them. $5. Just think, the spot price rose to $60 after the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Fertilizer plants are projected to use less gas in the coming years. In the case of power plants, that is electricity plants, Many gas-based plants are either sitting idle or producing well below capacity. Coal-fired electricity is much cheaper and there is increasing competition from renewables, wind and solar. With the recent price spike in gas, the government has been looking to alternatives for both sectors. The other potential sources of demand might be these smart cities we are all looking forward to which would have piped gas for cooking and further use of CNG in transport. But the infrastructure for distribution of CNG is still far from what it needs to be to make a switch from petrol attractive for most vehicle owners. And even if city grids are built, they need to be served by transmission pipelines. None of this sounds very encouraging, does it? Well, there is one bright spot. An example of what could be. It is called Gujarat. Yes, the state of Gujarat uses gas for 23% of its energy mix, close to the global average, and well above the government of India's aspirational goal of 15%. Of course, part of the reason is that much of India's gas supply is from, yes, Gujarat and it is also a hub for imports of LNG. There are multiple pipelines run by state and national companies. It is largely a state-level ecosystem in which the Gujarat government, since the 1960s, has invested in end-to-end -end infrastructure, undertaking exploration, selling gas from its own companies to its own electricity boards, and building distribution networks. See, Gujarat is far from the coal fields of the east, but close to the gas fields of the west, which gave the state government, rather than the union government, every incentive to build this gas ecosystem. But this ecosystem has been propped up by the state government's somewhat obscure legal victories, which ensured for it a supply of gas from ONGC at nothing like the going commercial rate. The gist of the legal argument was that because Gujarat was closer to the source of supply, it should receive concessional rates rather than the national price charged by ONGC. It could even be argued that this legally enforced price level, closer to cost, underpinned much of the infrastructure investment 
which made Gujarat into a gas-based economy. That old problem of price. Alas, gas gets caught betwixt and between. Investors do not want to invest in production because they are not confident that there will be consumers for their product. There will not be demand for their product. Consumers do not find gas attractive because of lack of investment in infrastructure and prohibitive prices. The government would have to build a nationwide infrastructure on this very shaky economic edifice. As we learn from the Gujarat model, the only viable prospect for gas in India seems to be discovery of local reserves. Only then, at the lower price level made possible by local reserves, can the necessary incentive structure be created for governments, private investors, and consumers. On the other hand, the prospects for foreign gas in India's energy mix look like they will remain, yes, aspirational.